Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about enduring wealth. So in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 18, it's talking about wisdom or with God, there are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. So you see this theme in the Bible. One of the Proverbs says, you cast but a glance at riches and they fly away. How do we create wealth that truly lasts? And so this month in September, we've been focusing on financial stewardship. And part of stewardship is stewarding in a way that's going to last. Stewarding in a way that creates continuity and lasting results, lasting progress, not just losing it quickly. So I want to start with our filters here today. And then we're going to take communion over this, asking for God's help to give us this enduring wealth. And so our filters, these are... Short things that I write at the top of my journal every night to help me filter my decision making, me help me to stay in rhythm with God, what I feel like He's doing in my life. And so today's filters, we start with the big picture vision, which is abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. So about 10 years ago, Proverbs 13:22 just changed the course of my whole life. It says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and systems for all the different areas of life. Areas like purpose and health and family and finances. So I began to seek after God. began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. He began to teach me, began to train me, taught me this whole new way of living. He began to, to show me how to walk out my life in a different way. Connected to Him, making Him the source, making Him the center of everything. And it led to a series of books and courses and partners that we now have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And the goal is to take these blueprints and to implement them into Abundant Life training centers all over the world. Communities of people who are implementing these blueprints together, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then this year, 2022, we've been focusing on the year of the beautiful land. Talking about this rich inheritance that God has for us in Christ helping us to hold fast to it, to possess it and hold fast to it, all that he's given us in Christ. And then this month in September of 2022, we've been focusing on financial stewardship, managing and multiplying everything that God's entrusted to us. And then this week, on our yearly cycle updates, think of the yearly cycle as the circle of a year. It's a 360-degree view of who God is and all that he's done for us in Christ. Right now, we're in what's called the 40 days of Teshuvah, Teshuvah means to turn or to repent. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, it says that if we would turn or to repent, that God would wipe away our sins and times of refreshing would come from his presence. Is this a reminder to, to turn things around, to do things a different way, to be taking action on those things that we know to do? And if we'll seek after God, we'll make seeking after him our top priority. Jesus says, you seek first the kingdom, all of these things will be added to you. I think oftentimes when we talk about finances and prosperity and these types of things, people get led astray is the way I kind of view it. Because if we seek after the money and the stuff, it says it just flies away like an eagle. It's not good to chase after the money and the stuff. We seek after God. But the Bible tells us as a result of that, we get wisdom. And God begins to add things to us. He gives us this enduring wealth. And so we're going to be asking for his help today. We're going to be taking communion over this, asking for this enduring well. So i got a little bit different slides here. So I'm actually going to jump ahead. I'm, I'm trying something new on our slides today.
So I'm going to jump ahead a couple of slides. But, you know, my people want to ask, why are we taking communion every day? Well, and all those abundant life blueprints, the one thing that emerged over a course of about 10 years is that of everything we do in the abundant life blueprint, daily communion is the most important thing. Daily communion is the most important thing. It helps us to abide in him, to abide in Christ so that our lives produce much fruit. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, we take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. Just taking some time to honor him. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after a time of communion, we're talking about some practical health and fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. Thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive all you've given us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and to do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's talk about making today a masterpiece. We talk about those filters. We start with the big picture vision. We bring it into this year, this month, this week. And then we've got to walk it out today. Got to bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. 
That's where we talk about executing our four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. In a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, there's some steps and stages, I believe. It starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. And then we've got to put off our old ways and learn how to walk out this new way of living, resting and trusting in him, walking in faith and love and humility and trust. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. So our first one, we've got to get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got to keep repositioning ourselves in the light. It starts with a decision. Are we going to walk in the light or are we going to walk in darkness? To walk in the light is to walk in faith and love and humility. And the shortcut I've found to all of this is be thankful. Be thankful in all circumstances. It just keeps you positioned in the light all day. So watch out. What's, what's getting you out of thankfulness? Because it's pulling you out of position. It's pulling you out of the light. And being in the light's a big deal. Because when we step into the light, we step into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has, and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. His spirit and power and peace and joy, love, mind and wisdom, health and energy, time, resources, finances, enduring wealth. It's all in the light. But first, we've got to take our position in the light. And then our second fundamental is to magnify the light, to make it bigger and brighter within us. And to magnify the light, very simply, what are we focused on? I like to think of it as two different baskets. On one side, I got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, I got a basket full of our praises to God. Which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, our focus, our attention as we go throughout the day? And something I've been thinking about lately, it tells us, the Bible tells us to take every thought and take it into captivity, take it captive into the obedience of Christ. So I've been thinking about it a little bit. When those thoughts come up that you know are not God thoughts, they're thoughts of fear and stress and worry, about just taking them and putting them in that other basket and leaving them there. And then I want to redirect my focus back onto God, praising him. Just put them in that other basket and seal it closed, and you're going into captivity in that basket. I'm not thinking about you again. We're going to start to magnify the light, praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our life. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to magnify him in the face of those issues and problems. Because we trust he can solve the problems a whole lot better than we can. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might find ourselves retaliating at people or snapping at people, acting in an ungraceful, unbeautiful way. Might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. And on the inside, you got the weight and stress and pressure sitting on you, that heaviness on the inside. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things begin to flow. And when he's doing the work, everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. you got this lightness in your spirit. That's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms and turn the tables around. Turn it back around quickly if we ever get off track. And the good news is God gives us this amazing gift of grace. It just takes a moment to get right back in the light again. It starts with recognizing it, and then I think we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I'm off track right now. We receive forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. 
If we need to reconcile with other people or get peace in a relationship, we take those steps. And we start praising and thanking him, magnifying him. That his grace is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at us today. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. I like to start at the top of my journal with those filters that we talked about at the beginning today. And then I like to get in position through gratitude and praise. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind. Begin to write those things down. And then I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And that's where I've learned to stick with our fourth fundamental. What do you know to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. Not the things you're unsure of or uncertain on. What do you know to do today? There's plenty to do today. Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God. Toiling away in my mind trying to figure things out. Trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So we make out the plan. What do we know to do today? Then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, and we get the day started right. We remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning, it sets the tone for the whole day. And I feel like this is something we can imitate God in. By looking at the very first words we see him speak in the Bible. Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing, it brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with him and his word. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to bring these good and perfect gifts from above into our life, things that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's talk about enduring wealth. Proverbs 8.18. This is wisdom talking. We could also say it's God talking. He says, with me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. You see it a lot of times in the world. People get wealth, but then they lose it. And so, Heavenly Father, we're asking, just this comes from your, your presence. I'm just tying this together right now. We said times of refreshing would come from your presence. And with you, in your presence, there's riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. Think about what did Solomon get? Solomon experienced this in the Bible. He asked God for wisdom and discernment for, for ruling his people. And along with that came riches and honor, enduring wealth. And prosperity comes from wisdom. It comes from God. So, Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help to understand this enduring wealth. And we're asking for this enduring wealth in our life. And help us to steward this wealth in a way that lasts, in a way that's generational, that endures. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son. We'd all missed it. We'd got all gone astray. And he laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. By his stripes, we've been healed. He became sin so that we could become righteous. He became a curse 
so we could have God's blessing and favor. His life was cut short so God could satisfy us with long life. He became poor so that we could become rich and have this enduring wealth. And God raised him up on the third day. He raised him up and he seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit together with him. Made us one with him. And one of the ideas we talk about is that whenever we're taking communion in faith, there should be this amazing sense of peace that comes right along with it. I think of faith and peace as going together. They come as a pair. But the Bible tells us that God reconciled us to himself through the body of Jesus. He made peace with us through his body. Just take a moment to meditate on that peace. Not our own peace, but his peace flowing through our body. Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. He's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. Gives us this fresh start today, this covenant relationship with God, this partnership with him. God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. And that's something to rejoice about. When we take the cup, I believe we should be taking it with joy. We've got God with us. We've got peace. We've got joy. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Let's talk about health and fitness. Just like we want enduring wealth, we also want lasting results in our health and fitness. And one of the ways I've seen we get lasting results is to take your time. People are too much in a hurry. Now, this enduring wealth, I don't think it happens overnight. I think it takes some time. The Proverbs say, who gathers little by little will make it grow. I think the same principle applies to our health. Lasting results. Build your body over time. Just consistency over time to create these lasting results. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.